welcome to a better lifestyle i am your host richard and i will be with you throughout this journey this show is here to empower individuals to do more in life professionally you will find a variety of topics that will help you to be more productive and more successful so join me and the professionals from different industries as we bring education and knowledge for more success. Hi everybody, my name is Richard Lesperance and I go by the name of My Man Richard. Welcome to A Better Lifestyle. Today we're going to talk about uh, AI, so it's the big uh, topic of uh, 2023 uh chat gpt and all that so uh i have the pleasure to have uh for the second time on my show uh sam kamani uh so uh i thought i'd bring him back whatever and i think i did told him that i was gonna bring him back at, at the right time so uh, this is the right time so uh sam tell everybody uh welcome back to the show uh, tell everybody uh, who you are, a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll get started. Good afternoon, my man, Richard. It is great to be back on your show. Um, as you said, AI is the topic at the moment or the topic of 2023 that everyone's talking about. So we'll we'll get into that. But first, a bit about my background, a bit about my history and what I've been up to. Um, I've been involved in technology startups or tech startups for the last 18 years. I've built two different startups, first in e-commerce, then in e-sports. They both got um, acquired. And after that, I've written books on tech startups and um, I speak at events. I've been running podcasts on on startups on web3 on ai on those sort of topics and currently i have been for the last year year and a half i've been advising three different startups i've helped them raise um either help them raise money or get traction or achieve product market fit so um for the last quite a few years i've been meeting founders i've been i have connected with different VCs or investors and I've been connecting them. So I feel like now it's probably the right time for me to move in that direction and do it professionally, not just for, for fun. So my next opportunity most likely will be around, um, or the next thing I'll do would most likely be around venture capital. So um, sourcing deals, raising funds, those sort of things. So that's, that's a bit about my background, but I have always been early. I was doing Google AdWords in 2003. I was playing around setting up a um, mining um, thing for Bitcoin in 2012. So, um, and I was like um, playing with Web3 games, the early versions of it in 2017. So, um, I do like being early and being and seeing what is out there in technology because it can give you an incredible amount of leverage if you are early in any technology because you don't have as many competitors, everyone is interested in it. And if you are the expert in that, then you can control the playing field. So that's why I have been extremely interested in AI and what's going on as well as I use AI in my day-to-day -day things. Um, I use AI more than I use Google these days. So um, it was just natural for me 
to see what is going on. So feel free to ask me anything about um, AI or Web3 or blockchain, any questions you might have. Okay. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about because last time we were talking about uh, metaverse, blockchain and all that. Uh, yes. Give us a little bit, uh, give us an update of uh, the situation because I think right now we're in a, Crypto, like they say, uh, beer market or crypto yeah. winter, or yeah. as they say, yes, yeah. yes. So the 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 thing is that there are three things that crypto is is used for, um, predominantly that I see in the market. One is store of value that people buy and hold, and that's the things like uh, Bitcoin or Ethereum. Um, and then the other thing is for paying um, using stable coins, um, for paying for microtransactions and things like that. Those things are still being used. There are still massive funds setting up Bitcoin ETFs and things like that. And there are still people deploying capital in that. Um, what has been affected is the middle of the market, which was everyone who was just speculating and gambling on it so those are the people who have been wiped out and and that is the biggest and that's the one that makes the biggest noise so that is the biggest segment that has been affected by this crypto winter people are still building solutions and there's still lots happening in in the space just not in that speculative side of the market. And that speculative side of the market always dies the gambling side of it whenever there is a crypto winter, but the, it doesn't affect the other parts of it, the other sides of it. So, so yeah, that's what's been happening. Regarding Metaverse, um, I still feel like we are still very, very early. I'm sure you would have been following Um Apple's announcement that they are going to release the Apple's sort of like goggles and um and, and all that, but they, they are not even going to be released for developers till middle of next year. And then by the time they come in consumer hands, it might be two or three years away that it it's um accepted and it's being used by um lots of people like Apple Watch or Airbuds or um or anything like that. So we are still few years away from metaverse adoption that's my point of view on that okay uh so before we hit the record button you were talking about uh the startups that you're working with uh tell us a little bit about uh what you're doing right now in the ai space with uh with those startups yeah sure so one of the startups that i am working with is called um rise angle where they're building like an ai generated generative ai platform where you can go and describe what type of a game you want and then it will create a game for you you don't need to learn how to code or anything like that so that's what they're building which is a very ambitious project and they will take some time to get off the ground so i'm just helping them as an advisor there is another startup that i am I'm helping in new zealand it is called gembot.ai and what it does is it is a like a trading platform but you have your portfolio on it and then you can ask it that, hey, if it was Warren Buffett, how would he allocate my portfolio? Or if it was uh, Peter Schiff or someone else, Charles Schwab, how would they allocate this portfolio of, of my current portfolio of this side? And then it will tell you what uh, you can do to uh, maximize your returns. So 
um, you cannot do this currently by ChatGPT because ChatGPT doesn't know your personal portfolio. But since you've been trading on that platform, it has your trading history. So it knows what fits best for you. And so that's why it can do this. And that is one of the trends that I have seen more and more. And that is people are integrating AI into their existing software startups. Um, just like Photoshop has been doing that you can um, expand any selection and it will refill the image. So it's say, um, currently you see my background, you just cut my picture here and then um, let it refill the rest of it. And it will um, estimate what should be there and it will refill it. So. Um, which is an amazing thing because you can remove people from a photograph that's too crowded or you can do anything um, manipulation using Photoshop has become a thousand times easier. You don't need to learn those skills anymore because um, the AI does them for you. And, and just like Photoshop did, everyone who is a tech startup founder is looking at how to integrate AI into their existing app or software. Okay. What about uh, the other company? You mentioned that, uh, I think you mentioned two, you're working with three. What about? Yeah, three. Yes. Yes. So uh, they are um, working on a marketplace for open source developers and, and they intend to, uh, because uh, a lot of the AI software and Web3 software, it is all open source. So they are building a way to get these software developers who are creating open source software um, to be paid. So if anyone does use that open source and they need support, they can reach out to them. It's called uh, minticode.io. And that's a company that I have just um, started very, very recently, I started helping them and advising them on on reaching product market fit and on, on helping them with um, introductions to investors and, and so on. Okay. And uh, you mentioned at the beginning that uh, you use uh, AI on your everyday. How do you use it exactly and which one do you use? Okay, so I have few different um, um, AI things that I use. Um, first one is, of course, uh, ChatGPT. Um, just a second. Um, I am just looking for the other software uh that i have been using because it has quite a hard um url yes so it is called uh i don't know how to pronounce this omni a o m n i um and um so i use this in combination with chat gpt and um just a second and I also use mid-journey. So I think the easiest way to explain this is by use cases. So say, for example, I want to write an, um, write a LinkedIn post. And I read an amazing article that was two to 5,000 words long. And I want to extract it and write uh, one paragraph long or five bullet points uh, summarized from that. Um, for a LinkedIn post. So instead of reading it and doing all the things manually, I can copy it and give it to ChatGPT and say, make a LinkedIn post from this, easy, which is easy to understand and give me in five bullet points. So then it will do that and I can copy and paste it in LinkedIn if I want to do that. This is just an example 
um, of how you would use ChatGPT. So it is great for summarizing books, for articles, for, for writing content, for creating content. Um, if you know what um, you want to give, but there is a limitation. ChatGPT only has data of up to 2021. It doesn't have last year and a half of data in it um, yet. It hasn't gone through it and removed anything unpleasant. And um, so there used to be a way that you used to be able to use ChatGPT using Bing to surf the net. They just disabled yesterday that feature for me for some reason because I have developer access um, and I had access to it so that I could say that, hey, find me. What does Richard do? Go through the Internet see everything, read everything, and find me what does uh, my man Richard does. And it would come back um, and does will do that for me. It will summarize everything that you do um, that is out on the internet for me. And it would save me a lot of time. But um, it disabled that feature recently because they were having some issues with that. So that's why I use Omni, A-O-M-N-I. Um, that's the name of the AI software, and that can search the internet and return the same result. So basically, it searches and sends the data to ChatGPT, and then ChatGPT sends it back. So it's just one layer above um, ChatGPT to make my life easier. Then the other things I do is I use plugins in ChatGPT. So say, for example, um, I want to search air tickets. So I would use Expedia plugin, and I can talk to it like a travel agent, I would talk to a travel agent. So instead of going to different airline websites or going to Expedia or a website like that, and then searching the destination and um, sort of um, destination travel dates, putting that, now I can talk with ChatGPT and say, um, ask it to use this plugin and say that, hey, find me air tickets between New Zealand and Dubai in October when they are the um find me the cheapest ones but keep the travel time under 20 hours keep maximum of one connection um and I'm flexible plus or minus three days to make it cheaper um find me an economy or premium economy which whichever one is the best deal and I can give like lots of different um just in an like English language, I can say. And then once it gives me the results, they are so much far superior, the end result, than, than Google Flights or any other platform is. And then it links straight to the ticket. So I can click on it and get that ticket. And I can say that, hey, that this is good, but um, maybe do plus or minus five days and see if I can get a um, better deal on, on this. And then it will do that. So... Um, it is much easier to find and manipulate information using AI because you're getting AI to do your work. But first, you need to know what to ask for, because if you don't know what to ask for, AI cannot help you with that. Um, the third thing I use is image manipulation or image creation. So yesterday I created like a pitch deck and slides and I needed a background that was custom. So I went to mid journey and described what I wanted. So I wanted it for, for developers, for coders, for open source. I wanted these colors. I wanted this aspect ratio. That means the size of the image, all those things I described. And then I fed that information to, um, um, to mid journey which is an AI 
um, image creation software and it created a few images. And then I got it to say, okay, this is good, but change this and this image. And I can say it like words and it would do those things. So it is amazing. I could re-upload that image and say, oh, can you add this and this here? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it's amazing. It's um, instantly would come create an image and come back, which is very different to Google, where Google is just searching what's existing and giving you something from there. Whereas this AI, whether it's content or images or videos, it's creating something new just for you. Um, which is a whole different ball game. Um, so you don't have to go through hundreds and ten blue links or multiple pages of Google to find what you are looking for. You get exactly what you want, uh, provided you know how to ask. And that's called prompt engineering. Um, and yeah, so I can tell you a bit more about it if you want to know about prompt engineering. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So prompt engineering is basically how you define and write a prompt. And there are a few things that you need to do in a prompt. And first is you need to give it a context. So you can ask ChatGPT that act like a lawyer and write this. So then it will act like a lawyer and write this. And then you need, um, you've given it some sort of a context text you need to give it instructions and um so i call it cti context tone and instructions so that's what you need to include in every prompt and context was like you know write like a digital marketer or, or act as a digital marketer act as a stand-up comedian act as a podcaster whatever that's the context then give the instructions so say if it's act as a lawyer and um write to say the city council that my car was um, wrongly ticketed and I should not be ticketed and I should be pardoned and my um, fine should be taken off because um, I didn't see a clear sign there that said that no parking or whatever that sign had some stickers or that sign was vandalized so it's not my fault that sign was vandalized and I didn't see it there so you give it the instructions what you wanted to say and and also say that find any any laws or regulations that protect me against such thing. So then it will write like a lawyer that according to the the council code or the air traffic, uh, like what do you call like a road traffic in rules of uh, section 539, um, I should not be ticketed or my charges should be void or whatever, you know, it will write like a lawyer um, for you based on the instructions. Then the, th the third thing that I said in CTI is the tone. So do you want it to be aggressive? Do you want it to be assertive? Do you want it to be mild? So give it a tone or, or like say if you are a digital marketer, do you want to make it easy to read? Do you want to make it at grade eight level, grade fifth level? So you give it the tone, the right tone. Um, so it hits the mark and doesn't miss it. Now, now this was you doing the prompt engineering. But you can take it one step further and then use AI to even write the prompt for you. <laughs> and, and that's why you would use something like a plugin. So just like how you need to describe to mid-journey or stable diffusion on how to create an image, you can say to chat GPT that help me write a prompt for mid-journey where I want, a, I don't know, a scenic background for my phone or for my, and then it will write a very long prompt, like a one paragraph long prompt that you you would not have necessarily written on your own. 
So, so yeah, so it's pretty much using AI on top of AI. So people are now combining and stacking different AI softwares and creating um, different things because that's what we humans do. We create things and, um, you know, and, and that's how we innovate. So okay. uh, before you were mentioning uh, a plugin for people who don't know, can you explain what is a plugin? Yeah, so plugin is um, something that you can add. So just like you add apps on your phone, plugin is something you can add on top of um, chat GPT software or OpenAI software. So you log into OpenAI and then you once you have a paid um, account, you can start adding plugins. So Expedia is for air tickets as a plugin. There's hundreds of plugins available and then you can add a plugin and then do that particular job so it's pretty much just like app for your phone or um or a software for your computer it is just a plugin is for chat gpt so think of chat gpt as the is like an operating system or a platform and you can add different plugins to it okay uh there are because uh, i have on my phone <laughs> sometimes when i'm searching well not when i'm searching sometimes it just comes up uh there's so many like uh AI websites now uh, from uh, you could do uh, your your own avatar, your voice is speaking. Uh, you so many, so many. There's always been so many. It's just that now they're advertising and becoming more aggressive at promoting themselves. Okay. And there's one, I think, like uh, you could create uh, your own video, like uh, the AI does the video for you. So uh, how far, how far do you think it's going to go that uh, AI thing? Um, AI thing, um, I think we are just on the start. I think we're, we've just started. It's like, you know, um, I, I still feel like we are in the in the dumb phone e era when the phones were just used for making phone calls you're still that early in the whole ai thing we have a long way to go um even the plugins open ai is trying to experiment with that but they haven't hit the mark so they might even take them off their platform because not many people are using it they don't know how to use it it's still a bit complex to use it so i think we are still in very very early days of this whole ai thing okay and uh, one of the which companies uh, should we look for in that industry right now? I mean, of course, the um, like AI is data in and data out. So whoever controls the data, because that's how you train AI from existing data. That's how it knows what to answer based on reading existing data. So whoever controls data, we should be looking at those companies. But whenever there is new technology, new companies will be born. So the companies that will be born is probably are, will be born by the people who are listening to this. So we still haven't seen those yet. Um, OpenAI is definitely a clear winner right now because they've been working on it for the last seven years, eight years, um, who have made ChatGPT. Um, they are a very big winner. and and any company whose hardware is used to run these AI software. So for example, um, NVIDIA, I don't know if you've heard there. So that's the part of the reason why their stock have gone so much higher because all these AI softwares 
use their processors uh, or GPUs um, to process a, a large amount of data. And some of these processors cost $10,000 and open AI type companies use over 10 to 20,000 of these processors. It's just like ByteDance, that company that owns TikTok, just bought a billion dollars worth of processors from NVIDIA. So a lot of companies are going to be buying these processors to run their own models and, and AI software. So uh, how do you make money with AI? I see a lot of stuff online uh are there business opportunities with uh with ai lots lots like you can the thing is what you would use ai is to increase your productivity increase your output so in your case you would use it to create more courses and sell more courses you'd use it to create ads for social media you would use it to create content so the, you can do the work of five people now instead of one person. So you just increase productivity and that's how you, you build wealth is by getting leverage and tech just gives you leverage. So it's just like previously you had, had to go to the corner of the street and shout and you know sell or hand out pamphlets. But now with digital ads, you can reach a million people in one um, very quickly. So the same thing, AI does the same thing what internet did. It gives you more productivity. It gives you the ability to create more, um, generate more and reach more people. Um, so yeah, so opportunity is everywhere. It just depends on what niche you are in and what you want to do. So speaking of niche, you were talking about creating courses, like uh, let's say other yes. niches, uh, I don't know, maybe a graphic designer. You have that, but you have the, uh, on the flip side, you have uh, people that are afraid that uh, they're going to lose uh, their job too at the same time. So what do you have to oh, say? Oh, it is going to happen. It is invariably going to happen. Just like um, in 1820, over half of United States of the, I don't know, 20, 30 million people that or like in 1850 or something, 20, 30 million people that lived in US, over half of them were involved in agriculture. In fact, in, in the past, everyone was involved in sustenance farming and did technology like tractors and irrigation systems and fertilizers. Did they um, produce more? for us um, at a relatively a lot more ease? Did they increase the productivity? Yes, they did. So now in US, which has to feed three, over 330 million people, only 2% of its population is involved in farming. Um, so did it take those farming jobs? Yes, it did take those farming jobs. Otherwise, most of us, including you and I, we all will be doing farming right now. So yes, they did take those jobs. But at the same time, new jobs were created because of that. So every time a new technology has come, it has only created more jobs than it has taken over time. So the same thing is going to happen. The same, just like how automation in factories and automation in farming took the jobs away, but we moved to service-based, then we moved to knowledge-based, and then we will move to the next thing, which would be, I don't know, human-based because um, those soft skills will be even more valuable. Um, so we just find more things to do. And that's why there is record low unemployment across all the developed world. 
um, even in US, it has very few times had this low unemployment. Um, so yeah, I do think that we will need a lot more people and there will be a lot more jobs. So what do you have to say for, uh, since AI is, uh, is the top thing right now, uh, what do you have to say like in, uh, in terms of, uh, of knowledge or training uh, as a professional, what would you say like uh, they have to focus on uh, whatever which niche they are? I'm not sure if I um, understand your question. Like, <laughs> I'm saying like uh, someone who has not touched it because I had asked someone that uh, he was in the sales industry and he was seeing how he could apply it in the sales industry. Oh, that's a very good example. So that I can tell you. Um, so what do salespeople do? You know, so you have to break down your role. What do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? So you reach out to people okay so you reach out to people from either a cold sales outreach or a warm leads that have been passed down to you so um, often when a sales lead comes in in a corporate or enterprise or a company the sales lead is associated with data that this is the person like you are going to contact uh, Tony Smith and Tony Smith is working in XYZ company. This is his income. This is what their tasks are. This is what you're going to sell. If it's a warm lead, if it's a cold lead, you have to go and look for it. So in, in both cases, you would use AI to see, um, to go through all the data and see that you know okay so i've got five thousand leads that i need to reach out to in the next six months um who have been the most uh promising or the highest converting from the previous data um train the ai on that and then it will tell you okay these 50 people are the most likely to convert so then you know where to um, focus your attention then you would get it to write the script that write me uh, a pitch or a script so act as a salesman so once again you would use the same prompt engineering that i taught you earlier which was cti give it the context act as a salesman give it the tone write an assertive tone or write in a convincing tone and then give it instructions sell this software which can do x y and z and why it can make their life easier and then use that script to make write an email use that to make posts on linkedin to do outreach through messages through whatever you need it to and so you can do a lot more so instead of um the all the things that you were doing manually as a salesperson and reaching five people now you can reach 50 people so in a day so that's just an example of how you would use it um just break down your day see what you are doing all the things whatever you can automate use ai to automate or use ai to do as much of it as you can where can people learn more about uh, ai um you can go to chat gpt and ask it uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's your first task go to it go to different go to google go to search like where to you know um what like just break down your day to day break down your day what are you doing in a day and see what are the things you can automate and ask it ask um ask ai how do i automate this task where do i go and learn about it Okay. Uh, final words in regards to everything we talked about? Um, no, you just have to give it a try. I mean, what's the worst that will happen? It's not going to, 
Yeah, it, it at the most, um, at the best case scenario, it will increase your productivity. The worst case scenario, you waste 10 or 15 minutes of your time um, mm -hmm. learning something new. So most people are resistant to change because they, I don't know, for whatever reason, people, people don't like change because change needs learning and changing your existing human behavior. Um, so change is hard. Um, but regardless, the world changes, regardless, you know, <laughs> um, time moves on, you cannot stop it. So so whether you adapt or not, the world is going to change. Whether people wanted to adapt farming or not, the world changed. And and it changed for good. And that's how we can feed seven, eight billion people um compared to like few hundred million back in the days. Um, because we needed those to sustain such a large population. Where can people find you on social media or the internet? So just search my name, Sam Kamani, on, on any audio platform or, or on LinkedIn or Twitter, and you'll find me. And uh, can you mention the name of, uh, of your podcast to the audience? Yeah, sure. So I have two podcasts. One is called uh, Web3 with Sam Kamani, and the other one is Disruptia.news. So it's D-I-S-R-U-P-T-I-A, Disruptia.news. Uh, so which is on on all the things happening in the world of AI. And oh, okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Okay, so that's uh, yes. Disruptia. Yeah, Disruptia.news. Okay. So that's the website address. So www.disruptia.news. Okay, and uh, so you just started that podcast not too long ago. Yes, yes, I just started that, and I often try to make it a bit more fun or educational. Um, so yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Okay. Uh, thanks, Sam, for uh, for being here. Uh, like I said, I uh, I wanted to bring you back, and it was a good opportunity when you sent me the email. Uh, so when we reconnect, so, uh, I said, let me ask him if he's comfortable with AI and you said, yes. So, uh, thanks a lot for that. Uh, like I said, it's an episode that I wanted to do, uh, from, uh, from the beginning of the year, but I was just trying to find the right person to, uh, to get. And, uh, I'm very glad that it was you because we have worked together before. So I kind of, sure. know. <laughs> so I kind of know your vibe and everything. So it's very good. Uh, thanks for all the information and uh, the insights. I hope uh, I hope everybody learn. Uh, I hope everybody learned something and they could apply it in uh, in their everyday life. Uh, so uh, thank you everybody for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Welcome to a better lifestyle. My name is Richard Lesperance. I was with Sam Kameny. Uh, wherever where you're listening to uh, the podcast or you're watching it. Uh, make sure to follow and subscribe. And if you could also give uh, a review, if you're on, uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, give it a star, uh, a star review. It would mean a lot because it helps uh, for people to find the podcast. So on that note, thank you everybody, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you, my man Richard. Thank you. Bye. No, no problem. Always a pleasure.